I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the SC Report as we preview round 11 on the other end. We've got JT and Benny G. I'll hand over to you. Justin, how are you going, mate? Good, mate. It's our first three-way for a while. I've missed you guys. Still virtual, still at least one and a half metres, but uh, no, it's good to be back. What do you you miss us? I see you basically every day. Uh, Not in podcast world, mate. I only see angry... Winning at uh, Ashgrove Golf Club, and I there was just, one time. There was I, one time. I've been very cool and calm and collected. The rest of it, you've been a um, a, a little brat more than me. I think. Yeah. Now you've got your little caddy on the line here, Benny G, as well. Uh, after a club left your hand on Sunday, he very calmly and nicely picked it up and dusted it off for you. So uh, I can see why he's back on. I also think I, think I hit a worse shot on that too. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's uh, digress a little bit less and uh, move on to the NRL. So we've got a pretty jam-packed show. We want to get it done and dusted uh, and out the way. So um, what we've got ahead, straight at TLT News, injury, the trades, uh, what our best players are, and then our best bets again. So that's going to round out the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do so and also leave us a review. JT loves to hear, particularly from the Broncos fans, about... um, how unfair we are about giving them shit. So please, if you are a Broncos fan, get in there and just tell JT to ease up a little bit. Let's move on to TLT news. JT, uh, you're on your phone. Get off it and focus. Run us through the Teamless Tuesday news, please. You're a TLT man. Your uh, article went up at about midnight last night, so surely you're across it all. But I, I did copy in some of your highlights here. Let's go through them. Blake Ferguson, Moses, and Ryan Madison back for Parramatta. So, um, we are some big ins there. I flicked Moses last week, though. So, no doubt he'll go and ton up and beat that seven billion break even he's got there. And big Matto, isn't that a welcome return? AFB returns from suspension. But, Danny G, what's Anastasia doing letting him into the state? Perfect opportunity with this you know, flu jab business just to keep him parked in Sydney. But um, she's let him in. Obviously, a Broncos fan. No comment, mate. I want him in. It's all good. <laughs> oh, true. Uh, the Broncos have, uh, I wouldn't say rearranged the deck chairs. I called it rearranging the coasters on the little tables next to the deck chairs on the Titanic this week. Uh, they've dropped, I think, Asako. Says the Cowboys fan who's just uh, sacked their coach earlier this week. Didn't give up 40 Gla- last week. so uh, Glass, ha- Glass House is champion. <laughs> Ooh, going early with the champion. Yeah. Uh, same with the Warriors as well. They are in a bit of free fall. And this is the last week for a couple of their players, Fusatua, Mamalo, Parsi, who's out. And King Vunia Yawa is, uh, yeah, they're all going to be going across the dirt as Not of 
uh, next week. So last game for a few of them. Angus Crichton for the Roosters. He's out injured. Um, Orbo Gun. Orbo Gun coming into the second row. Nat Butcher onto the bench for them. That's that's pretty big news. Orbo, we never thought we'd uh, say his name in Supercoach Pants ever again, but here he is yet again. John Bettman has been named in reserves for the Canberra Raiders. I'm reliably informed he's about a negative 100% chance of playing in this one, so keen to see how he goes over the next couple of weeks. Avarillo returns for the Dogs. Good news for those that have held on to him. Might take over the kicking duties as well. Uh, Nick Meany had taken over in his absence, so interested to see what happens there. Not that they'll kick too many goals. And, yeah, some injury news, though, coming out of today, so... We did mention off the top of the pod there, Tezzy knew your boy out with a wrist injury. Uh, not too certain how long he'll sit out for, but that can't be good. For the Bunnies, Ethan Lowe and James Roberts pretty much out for the year, given some of those extended weeks there out on the sidelines for us. A tough break for both of them. But uh, big one here, Api Korosau out with an elbow injury. So came out of nowhere, this one here. Um, obviously stinging a lot of super coaches because he's very highly owned in this game. No word yet. I've been, uh, that's what I was on my phone for. Thank you very much a moment ago, just to see if NRL Physio has been tweeted about him a billion times. Hasn't yet found any goss. So yeah, it could be a week, could be longer. Who knows? Very interesting call there. And Dylan Edwards, Nick's boy, uh, Paul Kirkup, he was sitting sixth. Uh, free fall and all the way down to 17th. Uh, yeah, no help there from Dylan Edwards. Pod by for him last week. He's out with some hammy tightness. Uh, but yeah, and Tommy Turbo out for an extra month uh, is the news coming out today. So very slow going with his hamstring rehabilitation. So I thought he'd be an interesting pickup at the back end. Everyone sort of uh, shelved him for the time being. But uh, yeah, you know he does like to go on runs in the back end. But basically this just seems... Might as well wipe him out for the year, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, that's my TLT and injury news. How did it go? Yeah, not bad. You could have done better, but there's always room for improvement. But that was okay. Thank you. No, you've done pretty well. I think, uh, yeah, Turbo is still a, a pretty big watch for me. I think they, they've got the Titans, Bulldogs, and the Warriors or something for their last three games. So if he's back for those, I'll be bringing him and DCE in. But, um that is far into the future. So great call there on the injury news. Um, I think you're right with Appy, um, NRL Physio, and, and the likes have said that they're waiting on the Panthers to basically um, to, to release some further further news. Um, but I'm sure we're going to talk about him a little bit later on as part of the trade uh, out. So um, should we move along to the top trades of the week? Um, JT, I know that you love looking at um, these really interesting trade-ins and out to some of the funny ones and the trade fails. Is there any that have sparked your interest this week? Let me just go and have a look who's trading out. Uh, oh, Cam Smith, I had him up. Let's see if anyone's getting rid of him. They're always, it's just so good. You go in and look um, in a player that's got a, a terrific matchup, you know, ticking all the boxes, and people trade him out. So uh, one trade out for Cam Smith to <laughs> Alex Johnson. <laughs> so. The week Cam Smith, uh, Mercurial Hooker, is playing a team like the Broncos. Someone reckons Alex Johnson might just carve up against the Raiders instead of him. Love it. But, uh, yeah, why don't we start with Cam Smith, 500-year-old Cam Smith. Um, what are you guys doing? Are you, I'm assuming we're all running the Harry Grant, Appy Coruscant combo. Is this the week we're flicking Appy to Cam? Uh, yeah, for me it is. I'm, well, depending on the, the uh, how long Appy's out, but I think it's a good opportunity to make that move. Um, Smith could put on 150 this round. So even if it is just for one or two weeks until – because I know that Appy does have a pretty good couple of games ahead, um, I'll be making the move. What about you, Benny G? 
Um, I was trying to get go um, Appy to cook, but I don't think I'll quite make it. So I might end up going Appy to Smith. It's a pretty good matchup, and I think Melbourne have a pretty good run coming up anyway. So that might be the go. Okay, so JT, how are we going to play this? We're, we're going to spend the next little bit on the, the podcast running through the top trades of the week. I know you've got highlighted here the best runs over the next three weeks, the be- best runs after next three rounds are finished, and also some interesting trade in and out targets. So um, I'll let you, uh, you can direct us through this, and Benny G can just be the expert analysis, lol. I oh, just do all the work yet again carrying this podcast. Let's go through the trade-outs. There's a couple here that make absolute sense. Angus Crichton, he's number two on the trade-out list. He's got uh, the knee injury, four to six weeks, I think is the, the wording there. So he is uh, one of the most traded out, obviously. Uh, Eli Katoa had a pretty down week last week. He's number four on this list here. Can't really blame him. He's done his job as a cheapie. Poor Warriors just look uh, all over the shop at the moment. He was benched as well last week, so who knows what's going on there. Um, number three is an interesting one, Xavier Coates. Obviously, uh, I don't know if he's – he might just be maxed out. He's had a couple of rough games. The Broncos just do not look like scoring. It's a terrible matchup for him. He's number three. I mean, I'm keeping him around, definitely not playing him. Um, Benny G, you own a uh, – you a Xavier Coates owner? No, not me. Uh, I don't – yeah, nothing really much to say there, um, unless he's getting his runaway tries. I don't mean the Broncos. You can look at the Broncos at the moment until they show a bit more form. It's been a bit of a terrible... Like, he's at the 90. This is Xavier Coates. Had a 90 against the Warriors where he scored those couple of tries. Had a very decent uh, game out against Manly where he uh, looked very dangerous. But aside from that, the poor guy's just getting belted, coming off his line, um, running the ball back when the Broncos are under pressure. Like, I just don't think you can even play him on a matchup anymore. And he's, if not this week, definitely over the, the next couple. Wenin? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that he's one of the most traded out players, to be honest. I would have thought there was other um, players that people want to be trading out. He's got a break even in the 50s. Um, and yeah, he's rats and mice in terms of his scores, but he's probably got a, a, a little bit more cash to to earn um but but yeah it's, it, if you if you're only you've earned uh, what 160k so far this season so um you've done a pretty good job there particularly picking him over say tessie new who um i think he's probably earned about 100k um and is unfortunately out this week with injury uh what else is int- of interest there so appy is number one we've spoken about him a little bit, and Angus Crichton, number two they're both injury uh resulted ones so it makes a, a fair bit of sense uh, what about your boy Drinkwater? There's still people trading him out. Uh, is there any news on how long he's going to be missing for? It all seems a bit quiet. Uh, it was pretty extended a uh, few weeks last I heard, so I don't think he's due back any time soon. Uh, relatively well handled last week by his replacement, Dejan, Dijon Mustard, Dejan Arcee for the Cowboys in his debut game, another teenager we've got there. Um, he stepped into the role pretty well, didn't drop the ball seven times, so already an improvement on Scotty. But, uh, yeah, if you've got drink water, I think he's still at least a month away. So good work flicking him. Blake Braley, number six. People still have it. That's that's the big shock. Um, yeah, no reason not to well, trade I think him. he did have that big 100-point score not too long ago. It's, it's um, got to see his break even drop down, so... Still made 250-odd K, so he's definitely done his job. Yeah, he's got three tries in a row in back-to-back, or back-to-back-to-back games. So I think most of us traded him when he was about just under 300 K to Harry Grant, and he's made an extra 160 K 
from then. So if you have held for any reason, you've, you've made some money, which is good. You've just missed out on those points, but um, that's all. Yeah, Daniel Safidi, number eight, he's, yeah, you can understand as well. He's more than a few weeks away, I think three at this point. Uh, but some interesting ones on the trade-out list here. Uh, Gutho, 770K, probably peaked. I'll just bring his break-even up. But his partner as well in crime, Mike Acevo, is a very popular trade-out as well. Benny G, do you, if you owned Gutho or Sevo, is it now that you flick them? I thought like Parramatta got Moses back. There's a, a fair few things going their way. It might spell the end of Gutho, but Sevo definitely not, surely. Um, maybe, yeah, probably Gutho. His break-even is about 120-odd. Um, but he could also be like a bit of a pod play. I think most people will be trying to probably get that Teddy-Ponga combo again or something like that. So they'll probably just need to go, if you don't have Ponga, I think you can make like 260000 this week by going Gutho to Ponga, which is crazy. Um, but he also has, what's his next three games? It's like Tigers, Dogs and Sharks. Like if most people do trade him and you decide to, to hold because you don't really need the cash to fix up anywhere else, he could be a bit of a pot option for you. He probably will lose his, I'm assuming he'll lose the kicking duties to Moses, so he'll lose a few points there. But, I mean, he's playing pretty great, so it could be a little bit, a little bit of a pot option. Sebo, um, I, I don't really understand that. Um, he's his, the, the whole Eels run home after these three games as well. I think there's two or three tough games, but it all looks great. And if the Eels are firing with Moses and Fergo and Madison back, he's the left, he's the left side winger who can just get three or four tries in any game. So, I don't know. I think people would have seen two... Two poor scores and they're just, oh, his break even so high. But he's the type of player that could make his break even. So I would be holding Sebo, but I can understand the Gutho to Ponga trade if that's what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I second everything you've said then. Particularly with Sebo, um, he's kind of that, that upside player that you can have in, in the wing. Maybe the reason why people are trading him out is not only the break even, but you do have Moses coming back into the side. So there's going to be a lot less ball going down the left, you'd think. Uh, and that could also impact Gutho too. So... Um, it could be a better, quite beneficial for uh, for Madison on that right edge, uh, and particularly with games against the Bulldogs, Sharks, and Dragons. Um, Gutho is uh, sorry, Maddo is absolutely a player that I'll be targeting um, now, as well as I think he's got a break even of, of ninety nine. But um, yeah, look, I'd be holding on to Sivo if you own him. He's a really good point of difference player to to own, particularly where he's priced now. Um, Gutherson, I, I think, just because of how much cash that he's earned and the 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 opportunity that you do to downgrade him to not only a Ponga, but even maybe a, uh, a Munster as well, and to make over a hundred grand out of it. I mean, that's a bit of a no-brainer um, to me if you've got the right jewels. So, uh, so yeah, so I'd probably move on, um, Gutho. You've made a crap load of money out there, and um, there's points elsewhere that you're not going to lose out on. Uh, the next one on the list we've got here is the Pap, Papanusen at the Storm. Oh, not this week. Not this week. I'm so surprised, hey? Up against what? The the Broncos? The mighty? No, not at all. They're, they're in the same bloody... They're definitely in the same category as the Bulldogs and the Titans, probably below them. Um, oh. You've got to... If you're playing the Broncos this year, you've just got to play everybody. So I'm surprised by this. Well, last week he had the Titans and scored, you know, 30... 34. So, I mean, that, that stings a bit here. But if you've held him this long, you're waiting for these sort of matchups here. And we know what the Storm are like at Suncorp. It's it's just unreal how good they can be there. Uh, I've seen many a carve-up from them there. So, surely Pappy's going to be on the 
back end of a few of those. But I think it's probably just unfortunate for him, the way the Storm are attacking. It's just Cam Smith's short balls at the line or um, Cam Munster cut out balls out to the wing. Like he's just sort of the forgotten man in, in a few ways there. And if they're racking up tries, he's you know not getting enough base, running it out of his own end, that kind of thing. So I can kind of see why you know he has these few scores running in his game. But, geez, if this is the week where the Storm rack up a big score, um, you'll want to be on the pap. Just for the yeah. re- if you trade him out, it's almost delete team time if he goes large. I mean, what I would say as well about um, about the Broncos is they've been, if you reflect on basically ever since that, that Knights game, they've been absolutely destroyed up the middle. And, and that's that's where Papanuzin can do a lot of damage, right? Getting that, that, um, that quick ball off or the jumping on the offload and just running through the likes of a Haas, uh, Flegler and those guys. So I can really see the, him doing quite a bit of damage. So if you're an owner, I'd be holding on to him and trying to to make some moves elsewhere. Because if you do a trade to say him to Ponga, I mean, Pat could easily go 150 this week. Um, so I'd, I'd be holding him. Any other players that are not listed here that you guys want to touch on briefly for traded out at the moment? Might hand over to you, Benny G. Uh I will- I was a little bit silly a few weeks ago and decided to trade in. Uh, well, it wasn't the silly option, but I traded in Ryan Hall. <laughs> um, and that's, yeah, I think I just need to punt him. It looks like Ikevalu's got that other spot, so I'll probably need to get rid of him. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the only other real big trade out, I think. I'm just trying to look at my team. Maybe, I mean, I've still got JTB, so I'll probably try to get rid of him, but I've just got other issues going on. Yep. What about you, JT? I'm getting rid of Latrell this week, so held on to him. It was meant to go to him, from him to Nofo last week, but instead binned Mitch Moses to Munster, which worked out okay. But yeah, Latrell, even though he's coming back next week, does not inspire a lot of confidence. So um, yeah, more than happy to flick him on. But, um, no, I think that people have gotten most of those trade-outs pretty right looking at them. Okay. Uh, let's move along to the most traded in players at the moment. Top two guys, no surprises there, Cameron Smith and Caelan Ponger. We've spoken about Smith uh, a fair bit. He's priced um, pretty fairly, I'd say, mid six hundreds, uh, and he's almost at um, the basically his basement price for the year. You'd think so. It makes a great um, uh, target for him against the Broncos this week, and he has performed very well against them in the past. I think he's got a career average of something like eighty versus them. Let's move along to to Kalen Ponga. Um, so, uh, did you guys trade him out, or have you held? Um, Fat with him. JT, hand to you first. Yeah, I've, I've kept him in. I knew like it was the move to Gutho was a couple of weeks ago. That's when you should have pulled the trigger. But you know, he's, he's a gun. He's going to bounce back at some stage. So um, you've effectively ignored the price drop. It hasn't meant anything if you haven't traded him out. So he's going to go back up. Um, yeah, I'm happy. I've kept him around. Knew he'd come good once they let him roam the field and not chained him to one side. So happy with it. What about you, Benny G? Yeah, I did the exact same thing as JT. I, I held him and was really happy when he finally scored well last week. I think his B is still about 50-odd, so he won't go up too much, although it is the Bulldogs. So. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Very nice. That's right. Yeah, I did make that trade last week, so I'm bringing him straight back in in um, this round, and that was that was kind of the plan. And it has been aided a bit with uh, Angus Crichton going down, so um, I'll do the old switcheroo um, there with bringing Yo up into my um, into my second row, which I'm okay with. Um, let's maybe skip over your boy Arcee, uh and cover him a little bit later on. But Cameron Munster is just just watching him in that first half last week. He's a class above everybody else on that field. I mean, even first Storm side that's so good, he's clearly their best player. Um, and um, I think he's what he's he scored over eighty four times since the break, and that includes a couple of games out with an MCL and only one game uh, under fifty. Just been so consistent since we returned from the COVID hiatus. So a player that I'm definitely tossing up to bring in. It's just between either him or Cameron Smith for me this week. Wouldn't mind getting your thoughts on on that, JT. What are what are you? Who would you pick between Munster and Smith? I guess it just depends who your existing halves are. Um, firstly, I mean I can carry Harry Grant. Um, I'm going to carry. An injured Coro for the time being, but um, just locking him into your halves for the run home just seems like a, a sure thing. Like uh, it, it definitely helps if you've got him, Cleary, and SJ. That's that's a huge amount of points based on their current form and, and runs coming up. So I reckon if you can get that trifecta locked in, um, absolutely go for it. Especially this week, um, you don't want to miss out these sort of weeks. It just looks like such a good matchup. Um, and yeah, as you said, Ken Munster, like he had that one game against the Warriors where he was carving up and then had to leave the field. I think a lot of devastated owners at that point. The um, banner. The banner, it was. That's right. Finally got one. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree. But Cam Smith for me is a bit of a worry because he hasn't been rested at all this year. He's played every game 80 minutes, one golden point one as well. We know how they like to manage his minutes. They have moved into the halves, which might lessen his workload here and there. But um, yeah, he's definitely a, a Long term, longer term risk than I think Cam Munster. So I'd be a little more wary of trading in a, a Cam Smith just for that long term play. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd go Munster over him. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking at the moment, and I know we're going to discuss our own trades soon, but probably looking at maybe Cam Smith edging slightly just because it's points this week, because have Luai um, as the third option in the halves, and he comes up against, I think they play the Titans on Sunday this week, and that could be a lot of points, particularly with Coro out of the side. I can see him and Cleary just dominating uh, there. So um, that's potentially the the option I'm, I'm looking at. What about you, Benny G? Would you pick a Munster or a Cameron Smith? Um, I probably would go Munster, I think. Um, I, I understand your situation, so I can understand you going Smith there. But um, between the two, I think, yeah, over the, the next rest of the season, as long as they both stay fit, um, I see Smithy having a, a rested game or two and Munster will probably play all of it. Um, I brought in Munster last week, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, I, I mean, my current position is that I'll be bringing in Munster next week. So Munster has that break-even of 86 and I think Luai has a low break-even. So 
make that trade next week. It's just uh, whether I do it now or later, and I feel that probably for a points perspective, it's probably better for me to bring in bring in, bring in Smith. Um, that's the way that I'm looking at it. If, if the Storm do tail up the Broncos, then Smith could have 100 points for kicks alone. So <laughs> and then you've got 40 tackles to add on to that. Um, okay, next guy that I spoke about or wrote about yesterday and have been in the last few weeks, uh, James Fisher-Harris has been plodding along a bit particularly for the first half of the year, but really kicking on. I think he's, what, five-game average in the 70s or something like that. Um, you know, I know you've got him as a interesting player to, to discuss from a trade-in perspective, JT, so maybe just run us through your thoughts. Well, it's interesting for me because I've, I haven't got Maddo, so I've just defaulted to bringing him in this week. But for 140-odd K cheaper, you're getting uh, Fisher-Harris, who's been carving up and getting pretty big minutes as well. I mean, last week he had a 67 against us. Before that, uh, I think he has a tick under the hour mark, but we know he's got a massive motor um, and he's available at second row, front row. So he's got that dual flexibility that is like pretty valuable in the back end when you need to make these sort of uh, injury trades and that sort of thing. Um, so no, I, I really like him as a, a value buy. It's just a bit unpredictable. Like I've sat back and watched Maddo kill it nearly every week uh, since round one, and it just hurts not owning him. So I'm just uh, yeah putting the Band-Aid on, getting him in now. But, I mean, if you need to make up cash elsewhere to go to a Munster or go to a Smith, whatever it might be, um, definitely Fisher-Harris could save you money instead of going to Maddo. Yeah, and that's a great point. The dual position flexibility there is really, really good too because if you do still hold on to, say, Carrigan, you can be running with Carrigan or a Fisher-Harris as your um, your partner to to a Haas. Um, you don't need to carry a reserve, so you can get rid of Rudolph, just bench, dump him to, a, to enough. You can dump both of your, um, uh, your third and fourth uh, front row forwards enough, generate a ton of cash there. So I just think that that, that um, flexibility could be really valuable um, going through the season. Just having a look now at what he's done um, since the break and what the real turning point has been. I mean, um, since round seven, he's got scores of 64, 76, 58, and 88. Um, and the minutes have been pretty much consistent, except for last week he played 10 minutes extra. So you're right, it is, a, it is um, not as... You're, not, you're probably losing about 20 to 30 points on what a Maddo could produce, but you'd, in all honesty, you want to have them both. Right. Yeah, and, and Maddo's not going anywhere this week. So 99 break even. He hasn't hit the ton so far this year, which I find pretty remarkable, but surely he's due, I guess. But, um, yeah, so you know, for, if you can save Maddo for another week and you've got enough um, points in your second row if you bring him in, then, yeah, I'd go for it. Benny G, I think you owned Fisher-Harris at some point last year or the year before that and you were crowing him. So he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he is. I think, I think for mine, I'm... I'm trying to target um, probably the more attacking weapon players at the moment. So he is good value. So if you need to make a trade in the front row, second row, I think he probably might be someone you could look at. I think Maddo just has that more attacking option and the Eels have a good run home. So I would probably try to get him first. Um, Obviously, if um, cash is 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 an issue, then I would probably settle a little bit or I'd try to look elsewhere and somewhere else in the um in my team where I can fix up particularly like in your center wings or something Stephen Crichton someone I'm looking at that I don't have say for, um, um, so I was just going to cut and say if you had say if you have Matt already which a lot of people do is not on the top trades so if you had say Torhu Harris uh now that Tavanga's back playing at loft which you do so this yeah. is obviously a question for how, what do I do 
Well, I'm looking at that's why I'm bringing Matto in. I just yeah can't really rely on Tamalolo and um, uh, old mate to score a lot of points this week. Torhu to score a lot of points this week. So I need to bank a, a big score from Matto. So if you had Torhu and you had Matto, would you be moving Torhu on before he bleeds too much cash? If that's the projection for him going forward, what's what's Torhu's break even at the moment? I think it's up in the 80s or 90s, so it's it's quite high. I mean, before we even jump into that, the only thing I would say is that they're going to be so reliant on on Harris, right, uh, for mm-hmm. the remainder of the season. You, you mentioned at the start of the podcast that there's probably about four or five of the Warriors that are playing their last game this weekend. So I, I think that Harris is going to be an 80-minute player. He could play anywhere between the middle and the edge. And then Tavanga has to become some kind of an option as well because – he could be playing 80 minutes in the pack. Like um, They're just going to be so depleted. Uh, Betty G, I'll hand back over to you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, about trading him yet or just trading him to JFH. I mean, JFH scores are pretty reliant also on um, like how many tackles he gets, which which was reliant on how many minutes he gets. And it seems to be a little bit up in the air, I think, against the boys in the weekend. He had close to 70 minutes, which ended up resulting in almost 50 tackles, which pretty much gave him his his um, huge score. But then the week prior against the Sharks, he had under 60 minutes and he made 17 tackles, which meant he got less than 60. So Tohoi will still get through a lot of work. Um, maybe playing on edge, he might have a little bit more attacking ability. I mean, I know it's the Warriors and it's a little bit hard to say, but I don't think that should be an issue right now. I mean, that that's a luxury trade if you've if you've got plenty of other awesome players elsewhere in your team, which you probably do if that's what you're looking at. Um, but I'd be looking at fixing up my center wing or trying to bring in those gun hookers or something like that before I make that trade. Yeah, some some very valid points there. Let's move along to the next player of interest you've got listed there, and David. David Nofaluma is someone that I've owned for majority of the season. I've been quite happy with that. But he dropped in price by 31K last week. We both couldn't believe that he couldn't snag his second try to get us across the line with our, our big weekend uh, same-game multi. Uh, break even 70 this week uh, and uh, and does come up against the, the Eels. So there's every chance that he could miss that and be, uh, you know, it could be, could be priced uh, under 600k before the game against the Warriors. So JT, is he someone that you're looking to bring in? Uh, it's almost been like I'll get him next week. I'll get him next week, and that's where I'm landing again this week. I mean, relatively tough matchup against the Eels. Uh, they'll be stinging up the last week, so could be the week that they uh, yeah really match up on Nofo pretty well here. So the 70 break even looks achievable, but um, yeah, it might fall around there. So I think uh, kind of like Matto, if you're going elsewhere, you can hang off of them. Uh, another week if you need to. But, um, yeah, definitely a player you need to get in. If you look at his run um, coming up here, you know, he's got games against the Warriors, Bulldogs, um, yeah, over the next month or so in the night. So a relatively handy run for him. So plenty of points on offer. So I reckon next week's the week you target for Nova if you don't have him yet. So the, there's a couple of other names there. We're not going to talk about them at all. You've got Cleary and Tedesco, both are absolute musts if you, you haven't. Um, got them in your side at the moment. I think I made a comment um, yesterday in the team's analysis that if you don't own Tedesco and he's not a target this week, just don't even worry about playing Supercoach anymore. Just just stop. <laughs> just go and, I don't know, um, go take up golf like we have. Just just delete your team and move on because it's going to be an extremely painful couple of weeks for you. Cleary got some fantastic junk last week and um, has got a 
A um, couple of easy games ahead starting this weekend against the Titans. Um, let's just focus in on two guys, uh, two of the rookies. Um, and I think that they're both on before the bubble as well, which is interesting. Your guy first, uh, JT, and sorry, Benny G, I know you're a Cowgirls supporter as well. Uh, but Dijan Assi, he looked uh, pretty phenomenal uh, last weekend. Lots of talent there. What are your thoughts? He's very unknown before this week. Um, surprised everyone getting that start. Wasn't even in our top 30 squad at the start of the year. But um... a, good G- a good GPS Brisbane school boy as well. So um, comes from a good pedigree. Mm, gone to rugby league like every single other union you know, export. So well done. Gone to where the money is. Uh, but, yeah, he's, uh, he, he killed it for us. And I guess with Drinkwater out as well, he looks to have pretty long-term uh, stability there and I think we're almost at the point now where it's just like let's look forward to next year and beyond um, obviously this year is a bit of a, a write-off so the more games we can get under these sort of guys belt the better so I don't really see too much risk with him long term and even if so uh, he's probably not a player they're going to play off the bench and get you know 10 minutes and be an auto emergency nightmare if he's in he's, in, he's out he's out so uh, can't really see too much wrong with that one there it's a good downgrade Good time of year to do it. But, um, I was yeah. just going to say, it's a it's a good sign as well that Josh Hanna has kept him in as the starting half as well um, in his first game in charge too. He could have made a, uh, a move back. But, I mean, you've got Holmes out and Morgan probably what won't play the rest of the year, you think? So, He's a month um, away. I'll be getting him in. Don't you worry about that. Morgo. And Captain him. Yeah. <laughs> if has got Milf, I've got to get Morgo. I'll make so, so you've... So who's his competition? Because you've got um, Drinkwater that's out for we think a bit of bit of time. Valentine Holmes is out for the rest of the season, and then you've got Morgan who's out for a month. But who knows? Is there anybody else that they have, or uh, do they are they now at the basically the their bare bones of halves options? Well, they were, yeah, I was going to say picked him. Hmm. He's played a bit of halves in his juniors, Mitch Dunn, and actually teamed up with Clifford at, at some stage. But I think the whole second row of a 5-8 thing, it might help our defence. But, yeah, I don't know. I think they're well, the attacking weapon. Or the arse man. Well, yeah, he's a bit, bit strange, that one. He's still sort of on the bubble there. I don't think they'll trial him back at halves. I think, yeah, he, he's on his way to, the, I think, the Titans at some stage. Uh, that's the male, so it looks like he's on the way out. But um, as much as I love him, so yeah, Arcee, he's got Morgan in a month coming back, or whatever. Drink water in a month, so he's going to get a fair few games. Won't make a huge uh, amount of price, a huge amount of money. But um, yeah, if, if that's the case, yeah, I, I don't really see too much wrong with it. Really like the way he played, so we'll see. Okay, um, and then the last guy to speak about before we jump into some more targeted look at the, the fixtures ahead, you've got Jackson Paulo. Um, I think he's on the bubble this week. Is that correct? He's played two games um, on the wing. Just the one, I think. Just the one. So that, that's an interesting one. You've got two guys who have only played the one game and people are getting very excited um, about them before, uh, you know, that we, we are about to see that uh, that price rise. And, and he kind of strikes me as a, as a big kind of risk for an AE issue down the road. What are your thoughts, Benny G? Um, I, I like his base stats. I think what did he end up getting like forty six? He got almost thirty in base, a few tackle busts, and then a couple of tackles and a few missed tackles as well. And he got a try assist. I didn't. I don't think I caught that game, so I didn't actually see the try assist. But that's the points that he got given. So I don't. I don't mind it. I think I like him as an option, potentially better than Arcee. Um I think he'll probably score better in the long term. Um, and be less of an AE nightmare, I think RC will be 
a massive 89 man. He scored 24 without that try, so yeah. which, was a, which is a good run, and I hope he can do another 100 of those before the end of the season. <laughs> I don't think it will be like that. But, but both of those guys, we should be maybe targeting for next week, right? Not not looking yeah. at them now. Yeah, um, yeah, we get dropped, right? Yeah. Okay, so Firma. Bo Firma's out. That didn't hurt. It didn't help, but hopefully yeah, he's an AE issue though. So, oh, that's it. But he's out of the twenty-one completely. Which yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Whatever. I'm booked. <laughs> Okay, so um, you've listed a, a few teams here, JT, that have got some cracking runs over the next three weeks and then some teams after that. So do you want to run through each of these and see um, whether it ties in any of the players we've discussed from a, a trade-in target perspective? Yeah, so the, the best runs over the next three to four weeks. So for the Storm, they've got your boys, the Broncos, the Knights and the Dogs. Um, so for them, I've just written out anyone you can get. So even the likes of an Addo Carr, Vunavalu when he's back, people looking at these guys because, yeah, the Storm we know can rack up the score. Even someone suggested Cabron, your old mate today, uh, back on Twitter. I think Never again. Never yeah, again. Yeah, but uh, I believe it was the game against the Broncos. That, um, yeah, let's move along. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's de- definitely anyone you can get from him. Uh, for the Panthers, they've got a pretty good run as well. We mentioned the Titans this week, Manly, and then the Raiders with the Warriors the week after as well. So, again, a lot of people running Cleary, nothing wrong with that. Even Jerome Luai, if you're keeping him around, you can definitely play him on a couple of these matchups. I think a lot of people are doing that this week against the Titans. I would love to know what that bird outside your window is thinking as well. He keeps wanting to chime in, but uh, not getting a run. Last game, he's probably better than you at Supercoach this year. Uh, but yeah, Christian, Stephen Crichton, Fisher Harris, we've mentioned. Billy Kickow and Josh Mansell, though, we haven't talked about. They're very much upside players. Uh, Kickow having a bit of weird minutes this year, and Mansell, they're not going down his edge, so they don't need to. But uh, those guys are the type of ones you'd sort of, if you're you know, trying to throw a, a dart, I'd be looking at uh, the upside for them. I don't know. Billy Kickow, Benny G? Kick out. I was just going to say, doesn't the, doesn't the Roosters have the Warriors, Titans, and St. George in the next three? Shouldn't that be like the I don't best? think they're, they're not matchups. They're just, it's the Roosters. Anyone they play is a, a goal. But no, I, think, I have them on this list. Well done. Yeah, I, I think above anything, I think some of their players, if you don't have them, if you can afford them because they're so bloody expensive, don't owned. go to Absolutely owned. <laughs> I wasn't done. Oh, well, so, I was just I was looking at a few players, and I'm like, they've clearly got the best next three three fixtures. They do have Melbourne after that, which, is a bit, which will be a tough one. But coming back to kicks, I'm just not sure. He's just so up and down, even against the bad opponents where you think he should be scoring. He's he's probably not. I'd, if if anything, in that um, Penrith side, I'd probably be more looking at just definitely getting in Cleary and Crichton, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not really sold on kick out this year. I, I, I mean, Mansour's a guy that I would definitely put on the right up there with Cleary as a player to target. I think he's he's down to 478 at the moment and going to probably drop a little bit more. Um, I think uh, last week in round nine was a really down week for him. Outside of that, he's very rarely scored under 60. And just as a centre wing, he, that's, for that price, that's just a cracking option for you to have. I think base again last weekend, the 34. Um, even without the tries, he's scoring 64 points. So um, he's a player that I think you, you, you probably want to have in your centre wing for the run home. 
you're pretty reliant on him getting like kicked the ball um, when like receiving the ball and running the ball back in and taking the dummy half runs because when he doesn't do that, it seems like Crichton's just taking all the ball and not actually passing to him, which at the, st- the first two games in the year we didn't have Crichton on the inside, it wasn't happening as much. But as long as that keeps, if that keeps happening, then yeah, I think Mansell would be a good option at that price. Agree. Moving along to the Eels. So they've got the Tigers, Bulldogs and Sharks. Last two are day games, as you pointed out. So that's uh, really good for the likes of Moses. Sivo, uh, Mo- Moses and, and Maddo here. Don't have Gutho on the list because he's just too expensive. But um, Moses is an interesting one. He's going to become very, very cheap. And uh, you've got the, sh- the Bulldogs game next week. Uh, I'm just going to have a look quickly about what his break-even is at the moment. You guys can just talk through uh, about what you thought of their players. Did you end up trading him, JT? Yeah, last week, got rid of him because he's got about 130 break-even from memory. Um, 121. Yeah, so, like, he's going to play this game here and uh, cop a pretty – he's got an 18 that's going to float in his average as well. So, you know, he's definitely not going to be a – uh, bounce back option for a couple of weeks, but um, didn't set the world on fire. Dylan Brown was really taking a lot of points off him this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he'll goal kick and whatever. But there was a name I was going to put down on this list. I think you guys both owned him at the start of the year, Wonga Blake. Any <laughs> love for any? Yeah, he's been, he's been doing very well. Ever again? Well, I think it's going to be better for him with Moses because he plays at right centre, so he's probably going to see a little bit more ball over the coming weeks as well. Um, you've got Jennings and Sivo on that other side, so I can see um, him scoring a few tries. So definitely a player to to think about. What's he priced at right now? Oh, surely about 171k, but um, <laughs> about 300 odd, I think, or 400. He's fallen a fair bit, but um, yeah, he got that try uh, last week where he stopped is it, to power and just ran the field. They didn't call it. Yeah, so. I can't believe that was called a try. 350k, yeah. So that's a that's a not a bad shout there at all. Less less than what he started at this year. <laughs> so, so an option on Moses, I think what you can do, and something that I'll be looking at is to kind of just ride the Bulldogs over the the next couple of weeks. So potentially a move could be that you could say move a Luai to Moses next week, and then do Moses to Munster the week after, or something along those lines. So you're getting you're getting matchups against the the Bulldogs three weeks in a row, and then you're locking in Munster for that game, uh, and then keeping him for the run. So that's that's something to do. And what you'll also get is if he goes big this week. You'll have that that low score drop out of his rolling average, and hopefully get a price rise. Yeah, remains to be seen with him. Apparently, I shouted this guy out in the preseason, and um, later on, Chris has just been giving it to me every single week about how much I'm in love with him and how I've ruined his year. So, anyway, you never know. I'm not, not going to say anything about Moses from now on. <laughs> Whatever. So the the next team on the list you've got is the Rabbitohs. They've got the Raiders, Dragons, Broncos, and Cowboys. The only player there for interest for me probably is. The guy that you're looking to bring in this week, or we're hoping to, in, in Damian Cook, he's hit some serious form over the past five rounds and looks to um, have assured himself of one of those top two spots at hooker. But priced over 700k at the moment, so it's pretty pretty big challenge to bring him in. Yeah, 100. That's probably why I'll probably end up settling if you want to call it with with Smithy, who's about 50k less. Um, yeah, I think he's just him and Murray and the forward forward packs are just doing what they. We all thought would happen at the start of the year. He's actually getting some early balls, some quick play the balls, and he's using it well. And with his run coming up, I mean, Raiders probably isn't the easiest one this this week. But um, yeah, Dragons, Broncos, and then I hate to say the Cowboys, but he yeah, lost. Like 
It's only fair. It's only fair. I know. Okay. Then if we uh, fast forward ahead to three rounds after the next three, which is, I think, what you've pulled together here, JT, you've, you've picked out the Knights, Raiders and Sharks as the teams to, to probably maybe target players-wise. So the Knights, it's pretty self-explanatory. So they've got the Manly and Cowboys and the Warriors in a row. And then they've got you've got Ponga and Best. So for those guys looking to trade out Best last week, I can see that he's now the sixth most traded in player this week, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but you just hold him for the rest of the year and play him on matchups. Um, Raiders, talk us through that one, JT. Are there any players of interest there for you? There's definitely a couple here. They've got the Broncos at home, the Bulldogs at home, and the Titans uh, for the three from round 14. But there's a guy, Johnny Bateman, he's coming back. Uh, he won't be back this week, maybe not next week, but he's definitely on the bubble. He's one you could pot up with in your second row. But I really like the, the back line and the wingers for Raiders um, if they both stay around. But Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rapana haven't reached any great heights this year. Rapana's been very slow since he came back. Nick Kotrick had a pretty big start to the year but um, hasn't really kicked on. But if they have a quiet couple of weeks here and with their matchups there and still float around that 300k mark, uh, I reckon they're great value for this run here. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen too much out of them to inspire much confidence, but definitely worth a watch over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I just um, wrote down bingo there, JT, because... I don't think there's been one podcast this year where you haven't mentioned Nick Kotrick's game. Your your love affair with him just continues. Nick Kotrick? Probably talked about him twice. You don't listen to the <laughs> podcast. I say his name enough, one week he'll go big and then I'll crow it. And, and then you've got uh, Rapata that moves into the centres, I believe. So that'll be that'll be um, something to watch from a Supercoach perspective to see if anything happens there. I mean, he's just looked way out of sorts this year, so um, he would need to turn a corner. And then you've got the Sharks. They play the Titans, Panthers, and the Cowboys in a row. Um, you've you've named two pods here uh, in Wade Graham and also your boy, uh, Ramian. Yeah, he's on my never again list like yours with Wonga Blake. But, um, yeah, he's done all right the last couple of weeks, turned a bit of a corner. Um, but, yeah, he'd be one. And Wade Graham as well. I kind of like him on these sort of matchups here. He hasn't been relevant at all this year. But, um, yeah, definitely one to watch. I figure everyone's already got SJN. Katoa is probably too high for us now if you don't have him. But, uh, yeah, a couple of options there. Wade Graham's under 400k. So, yeah, if he has a big back end, he could be pretty good. He does have a big back end, but that's not that's, really the point. Mm, thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up on trades, let's. I really like what you've added here. Who is more important? Let's just run through these and get one. I just want a 10-second um, answer from the both of you. Um, Ponga versus the Bulldogs. Matto. Smith versus the Broncos or Munster versus the Broncos. So, JT, can you rank that in order? Uh, I reckon I would go Munster, Smith, Ponga, Matto. And that's a, is that your week projection or is that for the rest of the season projection? That's probably, oh, it's, yeah, it's a bit short term, but um, I'd probably put Smith down the bottom there if that's the case. Matto definitely long term, Munster then long term. Ponga and Smith. But as you said, Ponga could be turned into turbo. Like there's a lot of a lot of water to go under the bridge. But um, yeah. But, but this week, and we're all chasing points. It's it's gotta be Munster and Smith. Uh, what about yourself, Benny G? How would you rate these guys? Um, and look at this maybe just on this week, because we're looking about who's the most important right now. Um, I'd probably have to agree with exactly what JT said, Munster, Smith, Ponga and Maddo. Um 
yeah, I think I think Munster's probably most important and Smith second against the Broncos, but Ponga's also got a great matchup against the Dogs and Maddows, just if you can. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I'll probably have Smith and Munster basically on par as the top, the most uh, the the two players you want to get in um, this week. Um, but and Ponga very very close as well versus the Bulldogs and definitely looked to have turned a corner last week and then and and then Maddo is a player that I'll be targeting in, in probably two weeks. Uh, that's it for trades. Now we're going to move along uh, to our best bets of the week. So, JT, we had a pretty unsuccessful go last weekend. We outlaid four units and in zero. So after a good few week uh, weeks before that, uh, we've fallen down a little bit. So lost uh, four units. We need to build that back up. So where are we looking? And I'm a bit scared here because you and I have targeted the exact same game. So, JT, uh, what's your best bet uh, for... Uh, this weekend, don't forget you've you've got up to um, two units to put onto this. So how are you going to be using your money? Oh mate, the Cowboys one to twelve. The old coach sacking. Apparently it's a myth, but no, I reckon we'll buck it. Cowboys one to twelve in Kyle Felt anytime try scorer. I think he's still leading the comp close to. So he's he hasn't scored for a while, so he's definitely due. Going to tail Manly up by twelve, <laughs> seal the first win for a while. But you're so, going, so what, what are you doing to me? Don't go the Cowboys. Oh, uh, look, well, before we get to mine, how much are you going to put on this? Uh, I've Everything? got a share with Benny G, so I'll go half of mine on this, the other half on whatever Benny G is going to put on. Well, we can, we can put a little bit more on for Benny G. So I'm going to put your full two units on this one. Let's just ride them, ride the Cowboys home. Because, I well, my bet, until I saw yours, was also from the same game. I think Cowboys plus 3.5 is the best bet of the weekend. I, um, the reasoning is that you've got an early, you've got an afternoon game. Now they need to travel up. We've seen what happened to the Knights when that happened. Um, and then, yeah, I love the coach sacking and the players um, you know, turning up, although they did for green last round. So it'd be interesting to see if they can back that up. I like a bit of the youth in the side as well. We've spoken about Arcee and, um, yeah, Manly are just not very good. So um, at the moment, without Turbo. Um, so go the Cowboys, plus 3.5 for me. And the mystery punter, we got Benny G this week. I'm going to give you one unit, mate. How are you going to be spending that? Oh, jeez, tough. Well, I wouldn't call it my best bet, but it's my, my best value bet. Because um, if it was best bet, it'd probably be Roosters and Storm minus 50. <laughs> um, but Rabs 1 to 12, I think. Um, I mean, the Rabbitohs got a few injuries, a few outs. Canberra's got a few injuries, a few outs. They they really got up for the game last week, and I think that would have taken a lot out of them. And I think, um, I think the Rabs are paying about $3.70 for 1 to 12. So I think they could get that done. But also like a little cheeky first uh, try score on Bailey Sirenin this week as well. Not bad at all. Mate, well, Bailey Sirenin, okay. Well, maybe I'll put you down uh, for that as well and we can put a little bit on that for you too. So I'm just jotting down that note. I don't want to forget about that one. Um, so it's all funds raised for November. I think we're well ahead at the moment. Hopefully you have another big round this week. What I want to start from next week, JT, is I know we've got the mystery punter in here. We've got Benny G, but I want to get a a bet from the Twitter crew. So basically, if you're listening to the podcast um, and send through what your best bet is before the, the pod, we'll pick it, we'll say who it's from, and we'll we'll put some cash on for that bet. So um, let's make that roll next week and keep generating some, some money for November and what is a very difficult year to, to raise funds for charities. 
Um, let's close off the podcast. Uh, JT, I'm going to hand over to you. What's your trades and who are you captaining? Trading out Angus Crichton for Ryan Madison and trading out Latrell Mitchell for Josh Adokar. So with a view to trading Adokar to one of the Raiders centres I just talked about. So long-term play there. We'll see how it goes. And then I'm um, captaining. We've got a captain, Teddy, in an Arvo game against the Warriors. VC on Cam Munster up at, uh, up at Suncorp. Safe plays, but um, oh well, I'm doing okay with safe plays this year. Betty G. Uh, still up in the air at the moment, but I'm either looking at getting cookie. I want up in the air, mate. I want to, what are you doing? We've learned from Nick and how he got to six overall. He makes his trade 30 seconds after lockout is over. Okay. Locks in his captain and does not reverse it and just doesn't look at anything else. All right, here's a bit so of a surprise, your cut, so a tell me. surprise trade. I'm looking at bringing Orbo in in the centre wing this week. Ooh, where? Interesting. I don't mind that. Yeah. Interesting. What's he priced at? He's, he's at low 26 k Ooh, I don't mind that. And that allows me to go up here to cook. Interesting. And and so what is so you'll be looking just to ride Orbo until um, Angus come home? Comes, yeah, those, uh, three, those three matches that I that I mentioned before, and then Crichton will come back then, and that means I could maybe leave Crichton in my team. <laughs> I like it, mate. I like that. I think that's a good. And then, who are you captaining this week? Uh, Teddy. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're we're going to round it out with uh, three captain Teddy. And I, to be honest, I haven't even looked at the VC because um, that's just such an obvious pick this round. Um, but I will be putting the VC on one of the the Melbourne boys. Um, so I'm either going to be trading in Cam Smith or Munster this week. Um, so I just want to see how long Appy is out for. If he's going to miss a couple of weeks, and I'll make that move. Um, to Smith. Otherwise, I'll trade Luai to to Munster. I mean, the, the plus side for me, if I do the Smith trade, is I get to start Luai in my 17. I think he'll score quite well this week and probably a bit more than maybe a, a Katoa or something like that. Uh, and then the, the final trade for me will be Angus Crichton down to Ponga. So bringing Ponga straight back into my side. So that's what I'm looking at at the moment. So hopefully we can have another big weekend like we did last week. I think we all did reasonably well. Is that correct? 13, 20 something. It's good. Well, hopefully the green arrows for us again. Thank you all for um, tuning in and downloading the podcast again. We appreciate it. And thank you to both of you as well for um, take, giving away your lunch break to, to join us. And I'll see you both on, on the weekend. See you Friday morning. Golf. Oh, yeah, you're playing. It's Very good. It's all yes. just the game. It's, only it's all in hips. It's you know, all in You've never actually sung us out to a pod, mate. So I reckon in honour of just taking it easy on the golf course, you know the life of Brian, always look on the bright side of life. Can you just give us that one? You can always look on the bright side of life. I was waiting for the bird outside your window to do the whistling part, mate. No good. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.